0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 51 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Today, we're going to talk about my reflections of a five-boy mom. Never in a million years did I think that I would be blessed with four boys and five counting the husband. Growing up, I'm an only child, and the things that I do, the things that I did, would have never crossed my mind raising boys, and the things that they do say And did. When I look back at some of the things growing up that my kiddos have done and said, it's just unbelievable because I keep telling myself, oh my gosh, girls just don't do that. Girls just don't do that. Anyway, um, there's a scripture that I find so appropriate when it comes to raising boys. And it goes like this it's an old Proverbs saying, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. And why this scripture is so home-hitting to me is because when we started having kids, we never really changed our lifestyle. And what that means is we never stopped going out to grocery stores. We never stopped going to church. We never stopped going out to restaurants. I have some friends that when they had kids, their whole life turned upside down and, and they were real careful on where they went and how kids have totally changed the way that they vacation and do things. But we never did that. We always raised our kids that there's a, a time and a place to act a fool And there's a time and a place that you need to sit down and be quiet and show some respect. And one thing about raising our boys is each and every one of them knows consequence. So, for example, when we would take the boys out to church, if they would act up and, you know, just be loud or noisy or making noises in the quiet church where they would hear themselves echo... We would take them out the back door and we would have a little talking to and maybe give them a couple swats on the behind and straighten them up before they come back into the to the church. And so things like that have really made a difference because um, they just learn how to behave. They learn how to act and when and where is appropriate. I will never forget growing up when the kids were growing up, I should say, we would take them out to a restaurant. And anytime you see a mom and dad that have four boys that are two years spaced apart come marching in like a little flock of ducklings behind, we got the looks, we got the eye rolls, and we got the whispers, especially if you were lucky enough to be seated right next to us. But lo and behold, our kids knew how to behave. They learned how to behave, sometimes the hard way, when we were out in public, and it never failed. We would always get approached by a couple, whether they be young or an elderly couple. They would come up to us and compliment how well behaved the boys were. They said that they did not expect to get through their meal because when looking across and seeing our, our four heathens, but lo and behold, they behaved and they learned how to behave. And that's just in the way that we, we trained them up. So anytime that we, um, Involved the boys. You know, we took them on vacation. Um, we would take them out to the grocery store. You know, we, we made it fun for them as well. So we found a way to involve them in the process. If we were grocery shopping, you know, they got involved. They got to push the basket. They got to help make the list of the things that they wanted for their lunches and dinners and things like that. We went on our very first family vacation when Luke, our youngest, was only 10 months old. We loaded up our uh, pop-up trailer at the time. We had a little Jayco pop-up trailer that pulled behind our Suburban, and we hauled it across the country, and that was the very first time that we went up into Wyoming and spent two weeks at Yellowstone National Park. So we just learned how to adapt and refine our skills and the things that we normally do on a campout. out. We just learned how to do it to make it more comfortable and more appealing to the kids. On these trips, I had to forego an extra duffel bag of stuff for me and made room for an extra tote full of toys and and things that kept the kids busy. We would bring different activities for them and we'd always get them involved in the different programs throughout the national parks. There's different junior ranger programs and different activities for young people that are age appropriate where they can get involved and really get to learn all about the world around them. So we always did our research and always took advantage of doing things like that when we would go on vacation. We would find those different programs and talk to those different rangers that had those activities so we could keep the kids involved and they could learn about the world at their age level and through their eyes. So it took a lot of work, took a lot of extra research, but we always wanted to do that because we wanted to give the kids the best times of their lives so they had the best memories. And looking back, when all of our boys were going through elementary school, the one thing that they had to do every day, they would have what's called writer's workshop. And every day they would get a blank piece of paper and they learned how to write. They learned how to journal. They learned how to put thoughts together. And they learned how to make stories out of one incident. So looking back, every time the kids would come back from a big vacation like that and when the end of the school year we'd get the big box full of all the kids' notebooks and folders and school supplies, I would love looking through their writer's workshop notebooks. Every one of them had an entire workbook filled with memories that they've had on our different vacations and our different excursions because we never held back with the kids. We always put them first and made sure that they had the best vacation or the best experience above and beyond what our needs might have been first. For example, looking back at our trips growing up, We always went places that the kids liked. So we'd always end up at a pizza place or a Chuck E. Cheese kind of a place where there were games and tokens or buffets that catered to the kids. I'll never forget recently, now that the kids are older, One of my friends invited me out for dinner and she asked me, you know, where would you like to go? And I said, honestly, the only places that, you know, I like are some of these pizza buffets or some of these restaurants that we've always, you know, been so accustomed to going to because we always had young kids. So those aha moments of, you know, my whole identity has been to focus on my kids And I guess that's why this podcast is going to be talking about the reflections of all the boys, because this year they are going through a transition in their grades. So this year, my youngest is in fifth grade. So we have been at that particular elementary school for 13 years because my oldest started there. My second one went, my third one went, and now my last one is finishing up his tenure at the elementary school. So in just a few short months, he will be going into middle school and the Rayos will not be at this elementary school anymore. So I guess it was just really eye opening realizing, you know, how quickly that time has flown by with all the different teachers. And some teachers have had a couple of my boys a few times, and going through a couple principals and a couple assistant principals and seeing teachers retire and come in and move on. I guess seeing all of that over the 13 years, it's, it's been really eye opening. But yet it happened in a flash, because just in a couple months, we're not going to be part of that school anymore. So that was a big, a big, um, I guess, milestone for my family. The next transition is my number three son, John John. He is going through um, his eighth grade year and now he is gonna be transitioning over to high school. So I will have a middle schooler, a high schooler and then another high schooler and then one in junior college. So I guess again, the transition out of middle school, um, John John applied for a program when he was in fifth grade and there is a program within our school district called a science magnet. Program, And it lives on a campus. Well, for many years, it's been a very successful program and it focuses much of the curriculum around math and science and STEM, science, technology, engineering and math. So the kids that are really interested in those STEM type careers, or those STEM classes and coursework, they would apply to this science magnet program. Well, at the time, for many years, there was only one program at one school in all of our huge school district here in Houston. Well, they realized they were turning away so many kids that they decided to open up another campus that housed the science magnet program. So John John got accepted, and he was the very first class at this new school location to go through the science magnet program. So he's been in That program for three years now for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And he's done some great things. He's taken some amazing classes, and his science fair projects are to be none to be reckoned with because he's done some pretty amazing science fair projects. And I hope to have future podcasts about talking about what he's done and how he's discovered some findings with that. But so he'll be graduating that program this year and moving on to high school. So that's a really big transition for him. And I just just got the email the other day that we have to do a ninth grade orientation. And I look back at when my oldest sat through his ninth grade orientation. I will never forget watching that PowerPoint that was presented by the school counselor and the first first 50 minutes of the PowerPoint talked about which college you're going to go to and the coursework and the credit hours and finding your degree pathway to make sure that you take all the appropriate courses. And it was so college focused, that first PowerPoint, that first 50 minutes of that PowerPoint, me and the rest of the parents were just kind of overwhelmed that our, our eighth graders are trying to figure out which college to go to. So it seemed a little bit, you know, premature. But nonetheless, the last few minutes of that PowerPoint, she said, but high school is fun. Make sure that you have fun when you're in high school because it is going to go by fast. So that was really eye opening as well. And now John John's going through that presentation here in the next week. And he's going to be focusing on his pathway and what career he's really interested in as well. So when you watch these kiddos grow up right before your eyes, and you don't realize how quickly they're growing up, it's just a huge Kind of a gobsmack, a gobsmack moment where you realize that they're not babies anymore. You know, they're, they're growing up and they're choosing their path in life and, you know, they're, they're moving ahead. You know, get out of the way if you're not going to slow them down. My uh, second kiddo, Matthew, he is a junior this year and now we're looking at his senior year next year. So we're going to be getting. All of the information for his senior portraits, his senior varsity football, um, all that information that happens, getting ready for your senior year and graduation and ordering caps and gowns. And I'm just overwhelmed with the thought that all of my kids are going through this major transition in their school lives, um, going on, moving up and soon to be moving out and figuring out what they're going to do you know, when they grow up. My oldest is at the junior college and he's still trying to figure out what he wants to be when he grows up one day. And that's okay. Uh, as long as he does good in school and stays focused and realizes that, you know, it's, it's hard being an adult sometimes because technically he's an adult and that kills me too. But, um, it's hard being an adult sometimes and making those decisions because sometimes a, a simple decision can be life changing and, and path altering. So, I don't know, I've just been really focused on um, taking a step back and looking at the big picture and realizing that how quickly the boys grow up and how they've moved up through their schooling and how they've achieved each and every one of them have achieved so much growing up, um, whether it's in school or extracurricular activities, or even the activities that we do as a family by getting them outdoors, hunting and trapping and shooting and camping and fishing, All of that has really formed and shaped them into who they are today. It's really hard to have that conversation when each of the boys kind of independently come up and say, you know, I want to get a job where I can make money hunting and and trapping and shooting. You know, if if all of my kids could make a living out of hunting and shooting their entire lives, they'd be golden. But I had to have that hard conversation that, no, you need to get a job that can make enough money where you can support your habits and enjoyment of hunting and shooting and fishing your entire life. So that's kind of cool that all four of them have stayed on that path of wanting to be in nature, wanting to do the outdoor activities, and wanting to stay in the woods and waters in all of their spare time. The other transition that's going on here very soon in my family is my youngest is actually going to be crossing over and transitioning out of Cub Scouts. So my whole family is very involved in Scouts. My oldest all the way down to my youngest, they've all gone through Cub Scouts. And that in itself, we have been involved in our Cub Scout pack for over a 14 years from when Dominic joined back when he was in first grade, all the way until now Luke is crossing out of Cub Scouts now that he's in fifth grade. So that is the end of an era for the Rayos who have been so active and so involved in PAC 870 in Houston. So Luke is going to be crossing over for the last time, crossing that bridge and joining into our Boy Scout troop where the rest of his brothers are all belong, as well as my husband and I are very active, of course, in scouting. So again, we've been involved in Cub Scouts for 14 years and doing all things um, scouting, which again is such a great program to get people outdoors and, and getting kids and parents connected. The really cool thing that happened, I guess a week or two ago, we were on a campout. And during our campout for scouts, it was a shooting activity. So all the kids got to shoot shotguns and all the kids got to shoot rifles. We taught them all about gun safety and firearm safety and, and the adults and the older leadership boys in our unit, we all put those young scouts on paper and breaking clays. So that was really cool. Well, Luke, my youngest, for the very first time, he shot a shotgun. So he learned how to hold it. You know, there was one that was the right size for him. So he was really comfortable. But the even better uh, moral to this story is the person who was teaching him was his big brother, Dominic. So Dominic was actually teaching Luke how to hold it, how to keep his cheek on the stock, how to keep the finger out of the trigger till he's ready to shoot, how to keep his eye on the target, follow that clay with the firearm and pull it at the right time and break that clay. So his very first time that he shouldered, swung, and shot, he busted that clay into a bazillion pieces. So Luke is almost a natural at shotgun shooting, which of course makes me very proud. But the really cool thing was how everything made full circle. That now Dominic was able to pass on his skill and passion onto the younger scouts, including his brother, and uh, teach him that skill and teach him and continue the passion of loving the outdoors and loving those activities that bring us all together, not only as a scouting and outdoor family, but as our own family, which is what keeps us intact. That's kind of the glue that keeps us all together is everything that we do outdoors. So, watching all the boys, how they interact among their friends, among their peers, among other adults, you raise them upright and you teach them manners, you teach them respect, you teach them to be nice and kind, just a couple simple rules. You know, the golden rule do unto others as you have done to you. Sometimes they don't always practice that at home, but it never fails when they are in public and around other people. It's always a really proud moment to step back and watch them interact with their peers, adults, and other youth, and to take on those responsibility and leadership roles as they're growing into young men. When they were young, all four of them went to a, a Lutheran daycare. And so we spent many days, many years going through that program as well. And one of our teachers, uh, Miss Cher, pretty much raised all my boys from the time they were babies all the way till they graduated into kindergarten. I would come to school every morning just fussing about one or the other or all four. And and I would be telling her stories and you know, how infants and toddlers and babies, they, they do what they do and they're driving me crazy and all these boy stories that I would come to school with and tell her. And she she never believed me, of course, because my boys were angels in her classroom, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that she told me has always stuck with me, and I try to live by this motto, so to speak, is she said, Heidi, listen, it's better they act out at home than in public. And that has really stuck with me because it's been true. You know, even though we try to limit the time they act out at home, but it is, it's their home, it's their comfort, their quote, you know, safe space, be at home and outside of the public eye where they can act a fool sometimes in a controlled environment, of course. Um, but whenever they go out in public, they know right from wrong. They know when it's appropriate. They know when it's time to play. They know when it's time to straighten up. So that's always stuck with me. You know, it's better they act a fool at home In public. One of the other sayings that has really stuck with me over the years when I was pregnant with my oldest Dominic, oh, um, 19 years ago, um, I saw my regular doctor. And when Dominic was born, um, he recommended that we switch over to a pediatrician so he can get the right immunizations and such that the regular doctors can't, the general practitioners, but the pediatricians can. So we transitioned, you know, Dominic over to the pediatrician. But the one thing that my doctor at the time had said to me, and again, this is one of those other sayings that has resonated and made so much sense over the years. He told me that people that don't have kids have no idea how fast life goes by. And that really has stuck with me because I don't feel my age. Most of the time, but then when I see my kids and see you know how nineteen years have gone by in a blink for my oldest, almost, um, I realize that oh yeah, when he was this age, this is what we did, or when he was that age, we were on this vacation or that vacation. So it was another one of those reflections that I've been thinking about lately that has really resonated. Is you know how fast life does go by. So it's very important. I know in my last podcast, I talked about how I thrive in chaos, that chaos isn't always a bad thing. You know, sometimes chaos can be good. And I tend to be the most productive and get the most done when my life is at its craziest. When we have our day stacked from 530 in the morning when we get up to getting the kids off to school, to getting the full days of work in, to picking everybody up and then doing evening activities and homework and sports and football games or baseball games, scout activities, campouts, travels, trips, I tend to really thrive in that kind of an environment. And thanks to the kids, you know, reflecting back, um, they've really helped me um, live in chaos, I guess, so to speak. They have filled our schedules and they've fulfilled our, you know, blank spots in our calendars. There is never any downtime. Um, I'm not productive at all when it comes to downtime. So I really do look forward to those weekends when we have seven things stacked and we're trying to figure out how to get to all of them and how how to make it happen each and every one. So chaos is good. Uh, my boys have contributed to that. But I guess in summary, you know, just looking back and reflecting, taking time to to, to take a break and to enjoy the moment because in a, in a blink, it's gone and you look around you and, and everybody's grown up and, you know, having families and careers of their own. And that doesn't just go for kids, but that goes for your friends and family and your parents You know, so just take take that extra minute to really if you're enjoying an activity that you're doing or you see a pretty sunset, you know, pull over off the side of the road and just turn off your car and watch it. You know, sometimes you you overlook the simple things in life and then before you know it, you know, it's gone. Um, One of the things I always do whenever I travel or if I get out of Houston and get out of the, the lights of a city Every single time I'm on a trip, whether it's a work trip or with the kids or family or vacation, anytime I get out of the city and I end up at my destination, wherever that is, I always take a moment to look up and just enjoy the night sky, look at all the stars, because we don't get to see those in Houston. It's very rare that we see a beautiful night sky. So just take that extra time and take that extra step to really enjoy and take it all in. Because before you know it, the sun's going to be coming up and you may have missed a beautiful night sky. So other than that, I just wanted to reflect a little bit and share on my joys of, you know, raising four boys and number five is the husband. And, you know, we, we have to work together as a team and we'd always joke around. Um, we, we've got a really good relationship for those of you that know my husband and I. Um, we've, never, we've never had a fight. We get along so well. We have such common and similar interests. You know, we joke around together. We pick on each other. You know, we just have fun. We we, You have to in in the kind of household that we have with four boys and dogs. And did I mention that we're up to four dogs now? Because we're now raising grandpa's dog. You know, grandpa passed away in November. And so now we have his dog. So we have three Finnish spits dogs, which are barking bird dogs, which that'll be another future podcast, but those crazy dogs can be be clocked at barking 160 barks a minute. So they're pretty noisy in my house. And then we have grandpa's dog who doesn't really know how to bark or howl like mine do. So she's trying to find her way in her new home. And we have turtles and tortoises. Um, We used to have a Mundi, which is a South American raccoon. I mean, we just have a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And we just have fun getting through the day, getting through the week, getting through the activity. And so my husband and I would always joke around when we were, you know, having the kids and even more chaos than it is today. We'd be like, if we ever split up or if we ever separate, you know, you're going to get the kids and all the crazy critters. No, you're going to get the kids and all the crazy critters. So we'd banter back and forth but of course we wouldn't have it any other way and uh love the life that we have and the kids that we're raising but sometimes it's it's real fun just to take a step back and see the big picture and realize you know how accomplished everybody is and their own little ways and how personalities are so different um, coming from the same mold, um, how each and every one is is a little bit so different in their own personality traits and quirks. Um, but it is what it is and we make the best with what we've got. So reflecting all of that has really made me a happy day and I love doing this podcast. So hopefully you'll tune in For future podcasts and learning more about our chaotic life and our high decibel level of um, noise in my house. We'll talk more about that. We'll do more interviews and chats with the people around us who help contribute to getting um, the lifestyle that we live and getting these boys outdoors. And one more side note of raising um, four boys and living with five boys is you never know what kind of a gift you're going to get for a birthday or a Christmas gift because coming from the heart and mind of boys, you know, I've received gifts as awesome as pretty rocks to pretty beautiful weeded plants that have been picked um, to going on vacation and picking up grizzly bear poop. So I've actually had grizzly bear poop as one of my birthday presents all neatly wrapped in a steaming bandana. So it's still in my freezer today, and it's one of the best gifts that I've ever received is um, hand-picked grizzly bear poop from my loving boys. So with that, there is no better place than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and creating memories to last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another one of my North American Outdoors podcasts. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.